0: Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash thelapse. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash thelapse. All that said, hey, everybody, welcome to the Lapse Storytelling Podcast, where we tell true stories gussied up. I'm your host, Kyle Jest, and today's story, well, we actually had a couple hiccups with our newest story, and I'll get to that in a sec. But first, crazy news, I'm on a reality TV show. No joke, it's probably the weirdest thing I've ever done. I only did it for the story, and it is a story, let me tell you. So it's called The Audience, and each episode consists of me and 49 other people shouting personal questions at a stranger in order to solve their life crisis. That's that's the, that's the what it is. Um, It's on Wednesday, July 16th at 10 p.m. on the W Network in Canada. That's the very first episode. I'm going to be really embarrassed. You should watch it. So that aside, um, this is the original, never before aired pilot episode of The Lapse. I launched this show with the idea that everyone has a story. All you gotta do is ask. You tell me your story and I'll make people want to listen. True stories gussied up, right? This one's called Wish I Was a Little Bit Smaller. Here it comes. This is the OG Lapse. Emily's mother took her for a routine checkup. She was a typically cute kid. Three years old, big blue eyes, long brown hair that cascaded past her shoulders. But still, something was unusual about Emily because at three years old, she was already three feet tall. Her doctor broke the news.
1: (coughs) And my mom just like, couldn't believe it. She didn't think that she was gonna have a six foot daughter.
0: Even taller, actually.
1: I'm six one.
0: And being six one, a woman at six one, Emily is 99.6% taller than all of the world's women combined. All of them, and it affects everything. Her relationships, her worldview, her interactions with total strangers, people pointed out daily.
1: Oh, like, do you have a boyfriend? Or how do you find a boyfriend? Like, that must be so hard for you.
0: In elementary school, it wasn't so bad. Boys picked her first, naturally assuming, of course, that the taller Emily was, the better her athletic prowess. She had her nicknames. The Jolly Green Giant was a popular one, but life was simple. The notion of relationships hadn't entered the picture yet. Nestled on the north end of Saskatoon lay Marion Graham, the only public high school in Emily's district. For a girl like Emily, who was known to keep to herself, that meant she continued to share her elementary school friends. But that also meant very little chance to reinvent herself. Meanwhile, her best friend Kelly was doing really well in her new environment.
1: People loved her. Like she's small and beautiful and confident, really smart, very popular. Kind of everything I wanted to be, really.
0: Emily was shy. Kelly wasn't. Emily had freckles, Kelly didn't. Emily towered over the other boys, and Kelly didn't. So Emily did what she thought was the next best thing. She dated vicariously.
1: Her boyfriend, like right before university, I liked him too, he's very smart. He's a doctor now, actually. Um, <laughs> I was interested in him too, but I'm like, ugh, oh, that's never gonna happen, is it? So I kinda helped get them together too.
0: In a way, Kelly's successes emboldened Emily. She met a boy named Graham. He was cute, he was tall, he was a musician, and he took care of his little sister. Four traits, Emily looks for in a man.
1: We were both in pit band, in musicals. He played the bass and guitar and all sorts of instruments, and I played auxiliary percussion. And so one time he needed like someone to play a tambourine in his band for like a talent show, and I said, oh yeah, sure, I'll do that. And he's like, no, 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 we need a hot girl to do that. Being so big... I always say big. I wasn't, like, obese or anything. Like, I wasn't big. I was tall. Like, being so tall, I just felt so masculine and so, like, not what they wanted. They wanted, like, little bubbly girls with big boobs, which I also didn't have. I was his ducky. Everyone likes ducky, but ducky does not get fucked.
0: Emily was pulled in two directions. She had a strong Christian background, one that told her that women were never to pursue, that boys were dangerous, and that sex was shameful. So she did what every teenage girl questioning her faith might do. She went to metal concerts.
1: We were alternative. He
0: was an older guy. Another creative type, part of a band that went to the bad school on the other side of town.
1: Oh, I love your band.
0: They checked them out every chance they got.
1: Next time you're on stage, take a picture of the crowd. I think that's so cool.
0: But again, flirtation made her nervous. She'd try it, dip her toe, and then...
1: I would immediately shut it down. Immediately. So unconfident to the point where I didn't even want to think about what to do.
0: That winter would be Emily's last in Saskatoon. Citing a desire to work in warmer climates, her mother moved to Hawaii. Come summer, the rest of the family would follow.
1: I swear to God, it was the first week that we even arrived. The private school that I'd gotten into wanted me to go to talk with the basketball coach to put me on the team. They just felt that having someone my size, you couldn't trade talent for that. Didn't even make me try out, which is so unusual for a senior team.
0: But she was a motivator, more of a cheerleader. She didn't really like basketball. We're a college preparatory school, they told her. That'll be good for you. So she played anyway. They made her work out four hours a day,
1: five days a week.
0: They couldn't believe their good luck
1: until they actually saw me play. But that didn't mean they didn't try to make me better.
0: So Emily was given a personal trainer.
1: I could do better.
0: They forced her to keep a food diary, monitoring her nutrition to ensure it met with the team's standards. But no matter what she did, basketball was not Emily's game, and her team began to resent her for it.
1: They just saw me as a liability.
0: Four hours of training a day for a game she hated, it made Emily sick. She couldn't eat, so she stopped filling out her food diary.
1: By the time school started, my stomach was so tight, I couldn't sleep and I couldn't eat.
0: The problem was, while her team hated her, the school insisted she play. Her height was invaluable, and the experience, they said, would guarantee her a spot in the school of her choice. Instead, Emily's grades suffered, she began to skip class, and eventually, she dropped out.
1: From that point on, I determined I was never doing a school sport again. I haven't played since.
0: Emily transferred to school with her younger sister. At six weeks into the semester, she was immediately a stranger. She kept her head down, her books pressed tightly to her chest. She was prepared for the worst. But when she opened the door to homeroom, the first face to greet her was one with a smile. Aaron. To her, Emily's quirks were endearing.
1: She thought I was so funny. Like, she'd ask me, like, sex tips. I'm like, I don't, like, I didn't know what to tell her.
0: The two hit it off, a tall lady, short lady alliance.
1: She had a different impression of me that was more true than anyone else. Because to everyone else, I was just someone to copy answers off of.
0: Emily was never the popular kid, but she had no aspirations to be. She made another friend, Enzo, this time another boy.
1: I used to hang out with him at the library.
0: He was timid, very introverted, but prom rolled around and despite his shyness, he asked her out.
1: He said it kind of offhandedly, like joking, but you could tell he was serious.
0: While Emily was one, Enzo was only five five. She had to turn him down.
1: I just could not face the possible taunting. We were sitting at a table with this girl. I could not stand. She was so mean. I did not want to give any more ammo to this girl. I laughed it off like as if he was kidding. I was like, no, like you don't be ridiculous. And I could tell you it was really hurt. Like I, probably one of the meanest things I've ever done. And I didn't even do it intentionally. It was more like defense on my part.
0: It was prom night. Emily, truly embodying the John Hughes cliches in her pink dress, remained dateless.
1: My mom made me a dress and I was miserable. I looked like a cupcake.
0: Aaron, on the other hand, had not one but two beautiful Hawaiian men at her side. Across the dance floor, Enzo chatted excitedly with his cousins. And suddenly, at her own prom, Emily never felt more out of place.
1: I wanted to try. Like, I think my mom and dad were worried. So I wanted to try.
0: University. For the third time in her life, Emily has a chance to reinvent herself, to be that person she so desperately wants to be. Someone else. I went to
1: a Halloween party dressed as Alex from A Clockwork Orange, and this actually grabbed the attention of many geek guys including one dressed like Hunter S. Thompson, who slid a note saying that he wanted to meet at such a time and he signed it Hunter. And it took me a while to figure out that I didn't know anyone named Hunter, like he meant the guy dressed as Hunter S. Thompson.
0: Emily had no idea what to do with a note from a stranger at a party, so she never met Hunter again. But another guy Emily met in biology class. They went on a coffee date. Just the one, but it was enough to give Emily a glimpse of something else. A whole new class of men, People who would judge her, not based on what others thought of her, but what they thought of her. The geeks.
1: I think it wasn't so much about me. It was like a realization that no one is perfect. It's like human beings are, are flawed and I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be anyone's complete total package of desire. Like I still struggle to this day with being my size and I still have hangups about it and I still have hangups about people asking me and... I guess i came to that realization that it was okay like it was okay to have your clothes off in front of a stranger because they were going to look weird too i think when i was younger i thought like no this is just too strange no one is going to find this attractive if I could tell 16-year-old me, I would say, you know what? You are just as good as the next person. Like you are just as beautiful or just as flawed, just as interesting as the next person. Like there's no reason why you have to somehow be better or you have to somehow be perfect for someone to take an interest in you. Letting your guard down and letting someone in it's not such a bad thing. I used to know.
0: That story again was shared by Emily Levy. Over a year ago, she told me this story as a favor to me to see if my idea for a podcast worked. I think it worked just fine. Thanks, Emily. Hey, more news. Yes, I'm on a reality show, but I also might be on CBC Radio 1 on June 25th at 9.30 a.m. on Grown Ups Read Things They Wrote As Kids. I don't know for sure if I'm on that episode, but hey, at least I'll be listening. Oh, and hey, if you've got a story to share and you're on the U.S. West Coast, I'm on the road from Washington to California, uh, end of June 28th to July 12th. If you have a story to share, email stories at thelaps.org You can meet me in person and I'll record you right there. Give me a shout. Finally, remember if you want to support this show, two things, uh, they're so simple, but they help so much. Sign up for a free trial and audiobook at audibletrial.com slash and please, we're 10 episodes in now. If you haven't left a review on iTunes and you like this free thing that I make, I'd really love it if you left one. My name is Kyle Jest, and this was The Labs. Thank you so much for listening.